and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the one-stop shop you need to help you to get your impact business up, running and growing. And today I want to talk about jargon, why we use it, why we shouldn't, and why I consider that much of it is a sin against the English language. Now, as it happens, every industry has its own unique language. Some of it is necessary. For example, the technical names for things that to an outsider sound like gobbledygook, but make total sense to everyone in that profession. I am not an engineer, so I don't need to know what Bernoulli's principle is or what it means. But to an engineer working in fluid dynamics, it's essential. It's not jargon. It's just technical language. By the way, let me save you from looking that one up because there are going to be geeks listening to this who, just like me, are going to go Google Bernoulli's principle. It's a principle in fluid dynamics that states that an increase in the speed of a fluid occurs simultaneously with a decrease in static pressure or a decrease in the fluid's potential energy. Yeah, I'm none the wiser either. Now, some jargon is helpful. It can be a kind of shorthand that you use within a profession or within a specific company that everyone within that group knows and understands. So, for example, at the communications agency that I co-founded back in 2010, we all know that a WIP document is a regularly updated document outlining current work in progress WIP, which we use to track activity and to update our clients. Again, yes, it's jargon, but we only ever use that jargon with one another. A lot of jargon, however, is deeply problematic because it creates confusion rather than clarity. For example, when we take our technical language, Bernoulli's principle or WIP documents, and use it when we're speaking to people outside of our profession, our clients, potential clients, members of the public. Again, another example, someone asks us what we do for a living and we launch into a technical explanation that nobody outside of our industry would actually understand. Or maybe we're pitching an idea to a client and we wrap it up in complex language that the client is unlikely to know or truly understand. Seriously, Bob, the ROI on this campaign will be off the charts, especially if we measure it by AVE. I think we can guarantee above the fold coverage, blah, blah, blah. Then there are the times when we simply abuse language. We use words in a way that defies common sense and credulity. I've worked in PR and communications for over 25 years, And for an industry that is built on the power of words and language, there are some shocking abuses. Here are just five of my favourites from the PR profession. Leverage, as in we need to leverage this opportunity to drive home our key message. 
I once read an article about PR jargon in which the author said that hearing someone use this word out loud gave you express permission to spit in their coffee when they turned their back. Now, I wouldn't go that far, but some gentle mocking is definitely in order. Here's another one. Disruptor, innovator or challenger. Look, just because you're a new company doesn't automatically make you a challenger. Similarly, not every new idea is innovative and sometimes disruptive just means causing an unwelcome disruption. Synergy. In my opinion, you should only be allowed to use a word, including this one, if you can accurately define it. I challenge anyone using the word synergy in a PR context to do so. Traction. Sadly, we have allowed this word to gain traction in the PR profession, and now we simply cannot seem to banish it. And then my last and probably least favourite, low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Leaving aside the unpleasant visuals that swim into mind whenever I hear this phrase, is that just me, by the way, or does everybody else get some seriously dodgy images in their mind? Why not just say the easy options? Now, I'm a words geek, so jargon is particularly offensive to me. One of the things that I love about words is that they are both very precise and very elastic. The common usage, definition, meanings of words evolve over time. But there is no version of the world in which every company claiming to be world-leading actually is. There is no evidence to suggest that we are all as delighted as we claim to be or as groundbreaking, and there is simply no evolution of our reality that will ever justify circling back. So why do people insist on using this kind of meaningless jargon? In my opinion, three reasons. The first is to hide something or avoid feeling bad about it. This tactic is often used by companies looking to make redundancies, for example. The company announcement will reference restructuring assets, downsizing, or realignment of resources, when what they actually mean is we're going to be making some people redundant. I've never really understood this tactic, as it seems to be largely unsuccessful. We all know what they really mean, right? Maybe using jargon helps them to feel better, but what's really happening is that they're compounding bad news by treating us like idiots, too stupid to understand what restructuring assets really means. Second reason why people use this kind of jargon, I think it's to sound important or clever. Sometimes when people wrap up very simple ideas in complex language, it's to show the world that they are intelligent and superior. See how clever I am. See how well-educated and impressive I am. I know things that you don't know. And then the third reason why I think some people use this kind of jargon is because they see it as justifying their fees or proving their value. And I know this is true for many people in my erstwhile industry, people who overuse technical jargon because they're concerned 
No one will pay for their skills if they understood that PR, well, it's just the ruthless application of common sense. Or worse still, maybe people would begin to believe that they could do it themselves without PR agencies. Heaven forbid. Perversely, like so many of the things that we do from fear, using jargon and technical language when it's unnecessary actually often has the opposite effect of the one that we are aiming for. People on the receiving end of our nonsensical language aren't stunned into silence by our brilliance. They aren't overcome with admiration or overwhelmed by the desire to pay us even more for our support. Instead, when we sow confusion with our words, we alienate the very people we are seeking to impress. That's why one of our core values or principles at Actually is intelligent simplicity. We like to make things as simple as possible in our training, in our membership, in our content, because life and business is complicated enough, right? So in the words of a man who never needed jargon to prove his intelligence, make everything as simple as possible, but no simpler. Albert Einstein, because it's time and you are ready to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.